Hey, what's up, everybody? It is your boy, Mr. Antoine, and you are tuned into another episode of Access Granted. My sister, my friend, my homie, Nina, the original party girl, I'm about to put an APB out on you because I don't know where you're at. And I need you here, but if you can't be here, I need you to let me know that you're okay. But uh, y'all know how I do. I'm going to hold it down regardless. But um. Hope everybody is enjoying this great weekend. Um, we've had some great weather here. There she is. I do believe that there's a Nina sighting. Hope everybody uh, has enjoyed this beautiful weather that we've had here in the in the Baltimore, Maryland region uh, this weekend. Uh, Saturday was absolutely amazing. <laughs> if you didn't get a chance to get out there yesterday, shame on you. Uh, let me go ahead and pop this this little peanut head woman in. Bingo. Peanut head. <laughs> Sorry that I was late. That good weather you were talking about that happened. Bro, it, you know I was out of town this week. I'm sorry. Yeah. And even even today, it was a little bit warmer. I mean, it was a little more breezy, but the weather was just like so. You know, and then we've done this. Then we've done this whole daylight savings time thing this weekend. So that means that we're officially close to that spring mode where we can just, you know, um, y'all know, y'all know, I like to hit them with the different T-shirts, and in honor of coming to America, <laughs> I hit them with the McDowell's, right? Home of the Big Mick and the McFlurpy <laughs> was the, was the joint that they had. In uh in the new in the new uh movie um and if you didn't have a chance to see it uh somebody's loud somebody's loud if you didn't have a chance to see the new coming to America uh, check it out I'm not a I'm not a huge fan of it um the word that I've been kind of using to explain it is nostalgic is a very nostalgic movie um it was good to see them bring a lot of the old characters back. Um, it was good to see Eddie Murphy and uh, Arsenio Hall playing those multiple characters in the movie again, like they did in the first one. Um, will I watch that movie more than five times? Probably not. <laughs> I definitely won't watch it. Like I like I've seen the original ten thousand times easily. Like I could go watch the original right now. I don't think that I'm going to watch this one quite as much, just because it it just didn't do it for me. You know, maybe after I watch it a couple of times, eh, I'll feel a little better, but who knows? Um, also, real quick, man, I wanted to touch on something before we get started with our guests. Um, Y'all better leave Kirk Franklin alone. Y'all better stop judging that man <laughs> and talking about, oh, you're a Christian. You're not supposed to do this. You're not supposed to do that. Let me tell you something. As a father who has raised a black man, I have had my moments. And I'm a church going, choir directing, been in the pulpit a few times and everything else, just like anybody. But our children these days can sometimes take us there. And before we judge Kirk Franklin for everything that he's supposed to be, let's remember that he's a human being first and he's not perfect. And he'll be the first one to admit it. 
and just pray for him and his son that they can build that relationship up and and get it together and, and somehow you know it's unfortunate but we're in a, a day and time where everything these days seems to play out on social media. You know, I think his son was a jerk for recording it. And the main thing that you have to understand is you don't hear that entire conversation. You only hear the 40 seconds of it that his son wanted you to hear. So there's no telling what was being said, you know, for the other Lord knows how long it was that they were on the call, but to, to sit up and, like literally trash as if you have the right to judge. And if your opinion really matters to Kirk Franklin, you just don't have the right to sit up there and, and trash that man the way that I've been, uh, been seeing him being trashed in the media. Nina, are you giving us a tour of your, <laughs> I can't hear you cause you're muted, Nina. <laughs> I'm trying to put on lip gloss, but I needed both of my hands. So I hung my phone on the rear view mirror, but that went left very quickly. You're in the car again. It was either that or drive. And I couldn't do both, talk and drive. But it doesn't look like I need to talk tonight. Go ahead, Twan. No, do your you thing. No, you definitely need to talk. And I'm finished with my... With my <laughs> right. I was like, go ahead. Do your <laughs> thing. Go ahead. I'm finished with my rant. It's just, you, you know, we, people, man, we... We too perfect and we too woke. And we forget that, you know, we do some stuff as well that might not be blasted all over social media, but it's some stuff that, you know, that we're ashamed of and don't necessarily need to do. I personally don't think Kirk Franklin owed us an apology. You know, that's, I, I just wish that that was something that could have been handled in house. You know what I'm saying? My son and I, you know, he, he's 22 years old. He's known it all since he was 14. So you can't tell him nothing. So we have definitely had our situations. And I, I'm glad that he never thought to record anything. And, you know, it's, it just is what it is. But I could talk about that part all night <laughs> because it's, it's this black father thing, man. You know how I feel about that. You know how I am, Nina. We're we not perfect, man. We struggle. And. Just because we make a mistake doesn't mean that we're not good fathers. I'm just let thou that, shall not judge. Thou shall not judge. But and then because it's always the holier than thou Christians and the it makes it a little difficult. Makes it a lot different. To find where the true love is. What's yeah. up with your soul? Makes it makes it a lot different. So but anyway, the, what's going on with you, Nino, before we uh before we hop to our guests? Oh, my. Nothing. I just missed my flight. So I never got to where I was supposed to be. But other than that, it's all good. Hold it. You just missed your flight. I your missed flight. it Friday. I was supposed to get to Columbia, South Carolina. So I missed it Friday. Wasn't my fault. This um, time? No, it wasn't. I don't miss flights. I'm very punctual. I'm very, especially when I got to be somewhere. But yeah, I just took the lemons and made lemonade, flipped all okay. my reservations to Baltimore, booked the hotel, the, the car, the, you know, the everything, and I kept it moving. It was nice. That's what so we that's do. why I'm not stationary yet, because I'm just coming from um, the airport from the hotel. Just coming from the airport, even though you never really... <laughs> 
I love you. This, this is why I love my sis. Only only Nina can come up with stuff like this. I, I swear. I still had my vacation. It was just in a different spot. <laughs> right. Wherever you are is where you are. That's, so that's me exactly and what I was about black. to say. That's right. exactly what I was about to say. I was using say. the shuttle to go to restaurants. And <laughs> I just lived, got somebody bring my car. I got my car washed at 4 o'clock in the morning. It was it was great, great. Man, what kind of car wash service you got? I need to. I it's Seven Eleven. That Seven Eleven next to the hotel had a car wash. Wow! So I went there. And you pimped it. That's, <laughs> that's what's up, man. Um, real quick, shout out and thank you to everybody that's tuned in with us on Facebook Live. Uh, shout out and thank you to everybody that is hopefully watching us on YouTube as well. And without any further ado, we are going to bring. Well, we're not going to bring in because she's already here. We usually, we usually do the, 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 the talking stuff before the guest comes in, but um, Miss Esther Jones is in the building. I thought she was a therapist, but she told me she wasn't. <laughs> I ain't no therapist. Can you take that off? The... I'm like, well, why do you have it on your Facebook page? <laughs> that's why we let them introduce themselves. And that's because what, that's... they know them better than we do. And that's exactly what we're about to let Esther do now. Uh, Ms. Jones, the floor is yours. Tell us who you are, what you do, and where you're joining us from, because I know that you're not local right now. So, Hi. Hi, everyone. <laughs> hey, Baltimore and all the surrounding areas. Everybody tuning in to YouTube. Um, I'm Esther Jones. Right now, I'm in Oklahoma. Right now. That's where I'm airing from. Um I am not, I am actually, I got my certificate to be a belief therapist, but technically not a therapist, but I'm in that process of being a, um, a in belief, counseling. A belief yes. therapist. That's interesting. Yes. Can you, Which is can a, couple, you... a couple of classes and hours of colleges away from the, you know, the actual thing. Can you explain yeah. exactly what that is? Um, I mean, everything that we do, whatever our action is, is based on a belief system. So when you go through trauma, when you go through hurt, you go through pain, it oftentimes changed your perspective on life and it changed your belief system. You know, as children, we can trust easy. We could believe if daddy said he gonna bring me uh, ice cream cone, he gonna bring it. But actually go through a lot of betrayals. Okay, as you go through a lot of betrayals, you oftentimes stop believing so easy and you think everybody crazy, everybody's against me. So we kind of help people with those the belief systems, how you're wired and how you got that way. Yeah. I would like you to have some sessions with Nina so we can figure out how she's wired because Nina's a different breed. Okay. <laughs> I'm saying that in a good way, Nina. That's not, you ain't got to look at me like that. I'm saying that in a good way. She, she's a she's a different breed. Her wires are probably in there like a bowl of spaghetti. It's probably stuff. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes. But I do that. I'm, I'm an author. I wrote, um, published one book. Well, published three books, actually, and have more on the way. Um, I'm a lover of people. I actually started in the music industry at age 19 as an intern for your boy Nelly, the rapper. And I went on to work with so many celebrities. I did a lot of things with celebrities, did promotional parties, um, promoted um, the merchandise, all that nine yards, did a lot of things with the DJs, managers. And I did that for years. I'm 37 now. And then I kind of had a lot of traumatic events, seen over five or six murders. 
and a lot went on and, you know, robberies and a whole bunch. So I had to go through actually counseling myself to get out of that mindset. And, you know, a fast money even went into pimping women. A lot of it's a lot of stuff. y'all. <laughs> but I wrote about it. But then now I come to now I want to help some of the people that I know. <laughs> this going to be a good show. Oh, God. <laughs> Read the book. Read the book. <laughs> so a question about your music. Were you when you work with the celebrities? It was it more promotional. It was promotional. Okay. Yes, marketing and promotional. I was your. Yeah. I'm your. <laughs> she said, "I'm your." I that. <laughs> so, so the one thing, the one thing that I noticed, um, as I was doing some investigative peeking behind the scenes, um. Mm-hmm. You have a flyer on your page that says that you help artists um, basically get into having several streams of income, so to speak. Yeah. Um, yeah. Something that I something that I think is is very important in the music industry um, because, especially during a time like this when the world has kind of been shut down and artists haven't been able to get out get out to tour and do different yeah. things like that. Um, you have to have some creative ways to keep some money coming in because you know uh streaming is not is not going to put a lot of money in your pocket i don't care how good your music is um you just have to get too many streams to, to make a dollar so right. you know for the most part uh being on the road and doing shows and tours is like the the meat and potatoes for the income that the artists have so um, like, how did you work with them, you know, to like develop the other streams of income that they were able to have? Um, well, since the pandemic, I haven't, uh, I haven't worked with anybody, any artists since the pandemic, but I have talked to a lot of the artists and counseled them and I would encourage them write books. Um, you could do, um, vo- voiceovers, like let's work on your endorsements. You could, um, you know how they do the cartoon movies? A lot of those people want um, different celebrity voices to do cartoons. Yeah. So you can like, yeah, you can go into acting. You can go into even um, merchandise. Like come up with your, now the time in the pandemic, they can come up with their own clothing line, your own po- perfume, cologne. Like work on all the stuff that you couldn't do because you were on tour and it was too, too much going on. Right. Like work on that type of stuff that you want to do now. Work on a nonprofit. You could work on your books. You could come out with... Um, Movies, even producing movies. So it's a lot. It's a lot other to do that after you establish a name in the music industry, you can go into different different areas of avenue to have always multiple streams of income. So you'll never like be broke. Yeah, yeah. I had I had to laugh for inside when you mentioned the voiceover thing because when I was growing up, I was a huge Tom and Jerry fan, and you know Tom and Jerry never talked. Well, there's a Tom yeah. and Jerry movie out now where Tom and Jerry actually talk and sing, and it. <laughs> It yeah. blows my mind. I was like, after I'm kind of young, I'm still in my 50s. <laughs> Shut up, Nina. So for all of those years, Tom and Jerry never talked. So to see Tom and Jerry talk and actually sing in a cartoon now, it's kind of, but they should have used my voice because I have that. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I didn't know they didn't talk. Yeah, if you watch those cartoons back in the day, they never they chased each other around. Yeah. There were other people on the cartoons that talked, but Tom and Jerry never talked until this yep. movie that I believe just came out last year. It's crazy. It's mind blowing. It's mind, it's like, yeah. it's mind blowing. So did you help these artists um, 
obtain these goals or were you just the consultant that says this is what you need to do this is where you need to move um just a consultant i would just give them i mean I, I was like maybe you know how people come to pick your brain and get ideas i was doing i've been doing that since i was 20. you know where people come like man what should i do about this or how should we pro promote this new liquor brand i had coming out i would just give them uh, strategies and give them consulting ideas so how did how did the relationship with nelly come about um, how did that come about? Um, I was 19 and I was like a party animal and I, I seen um, a video of his, <laughs> um, down, um, down, down baby, the country grandma. And so I was like, Oh my God, I need to go. I need to go work for him. And I jumped on the Greyhound bus y'all with six bags, not knowing nobody in St. Louis in the middle of winter in, in December. And I, I called his auntie and was like, you know, you, you know how the young people, they just had a tenacity, like, let's go, let's go get it, let's do it. So that, I was that type of person. Like, let's make it happen, let's go, let's go. And I was good with my words, like, good with my mouthpiece. So I, I told them what I could do and all that stuff. And they was like, okay, let's do it, you know? And from there, I just got in. And then from, like, after doing that, everybody would see my skills, like how I could pass out flyers, how I just had the gift of gab. I could tell everybody about the concert, everybody about the the new product coming out, whether it was um, a concert or his Apple Bottom line or whatever was coming out, you get the, you know, I got the club filled. I got the people filled in. So that was my, that was my gift. Yeah. You sound like Nina. <laughs> you sound just yeah, like Nina. Her page. I was like, oh, she reminded me of myself. <laughs> like 20 years older, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, I hear a lot of the same words, the same language. Yeah. So yep. in my ADD-ness, we were getting your titles, and I think we turned left. So I'm, I know you have the music piece. What do you do daily, or is that, what do you do daily to maintain your finances? What's your job? Um, my job is um, I do public relations. Okay. So, but right now I'm not doing it for any musicians. I'm doing it for um, speakers and authors and entrepreneurs like entrepreneurs who have businesses that need help with marketing and working on people's social media page, you know, brand management, that type of thing to get people. Um, if you need like get more flow into your business, you need people to know about what you do. That's what I do. And then I also do, you know, I told you I'm multiple streams of income also do book editing and I do, I'm working on it right now. Ghost writing for a awesome guy out of Atlanta, writing his book. I got another girl I'm working with to write her book from Texas, another one from St. Louis. So they'll pay me for me to make their story come to life and write, write their story out through book form. You know, everybody got a story, but you tell me your story and I can make it come to life. Like in the dark alley, I heard gunshots, you know? So that's what I do, ghost writing too. And then of course, the, um, I still do music promotions, but I haven't even picked up that right. And then of course, I'm an author, so my strings of income come through for my book. So if that answers your question, I do all that. It does. <laughs> it does. What are your books about? Um, my first book is called The Force Behind the Stars. And that's about the, the behind the scenes of the music industry. You know, we always hear the the um, glamour and how the videos look and everybody got money, everybody blinged out. But a lot of people don't talk about um, how a lot of the artists, they're suicidal. A lot of the artists, just like um, Mo3 died, Lucy Friend, they don't talk about what goes on and how everybody, a lot of the people, not everybody, but a lot of the rappers are getting murdered. So my heart is for people that's in the music industry and kind of need a place to vent and kind of need some understanding of what they got themselves into. 
because I was only 19 when I got in the music industry. And at, before I know it, I was like drinking, popping bottles. I wasn't even old enough to drink, you know, getting girls to come up to the room to have orgies or to, to pimp them out. And I'm like, how did I get in this lifestyle like a snowball effect? Like it was so much fast money. We was making money every day. So I kind of want to make sure people are prepared of what they're getting into. And if they're already in it, kind of give them that safe haven where you can still do music, but you can do it away where you don't have to like sell your soul to the devil. You don't got to be butt naked on stage. You know, you don't have to do all the stuff that Hollywood all is pushing down that agenda. If that makes sense. You know how to do that? Yeah. Okay. I always yeah. ask that question, but not everybody picks up on it. Um, and I don't know like if they hesitate because they are afraid for their safety discussing what they see in the industry. I know it yeah. can be extremely hard for a woman, but yep. I mean, like men are not exempt from the self soul, all of that. So yep. if you had like a somebody that's 20 years old and they say, I want to go to Hollywood, would you, what kind of advice? And it's a female, 20 year old female want to go act. Man, that's all the time. Or music, I'm sorry. Yeah, or music. I mean, any, any, anything in that media entertainment field. Because um, I even had some radio personalities get, you know, sex offers and get drugs. You know, it's a lot that going on. But the advice that I would give is to find somebody that you can trust in, in, in that's on the inside. You know, not some and someone that doesn't have any benefits from from you, your status. Does that make sense? Like somebody who's not making no money off of you, but you can kind of trust them to kind of guide you through. Because we'll know who to talk to, what parties not to go to. Don't do this. Don't do that. Don't go to the hotel floor. You know, don't don't be caught. You know, don't leave your drink just around random people. <laughs> you know, we'll kind of give you the ins and out of even, even if it's a real, let's say they have an audition or meet me at the studio. Is that a real studio or is it somebody basement you going to? So it's kind of like, because everybody, it's a small world. Everybody knows everybody. So I would say for them to get people in inner circle around them that they can trust. And just don't go in the blind side it, you know? So what's the title of that first book again? It's called The Fourth Behind the Stars. Okay. Yeah. So, all right. So what's the other two? That one's your party book. The, uh, <laughs> and the, the <laughs> other one the is called... Um, <laughs> Basically, yeah. that's, that's the one, one I talking. want. That's the one you yeah, want. <laughs> oh yeah! I, I tell, and y'all, and, and I know she said some people are scared, but I tell all the juice, y'all, and um, I tell about the parties. I tell about what went on. I don't tell the the ex. I, I do tell who I was with, but I don't tell that all the details of the people. Some people won't get in trouble, but I do tell about all how we partied and how it really went down behind the stage. But that's the first one, the first behind the stars. If y'all can see it, let me see. And that's like the red carpet. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then the next one is um, I'm Not Crazy. And that book is dedicated to everybody that's dealt with P PTSD, um, insomnia, anxiety, bipolar, schizophrenic, everybody that, that has been told illness. that they're crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Mental, yeah, mental illness. That's dedicated to that. Um, because and even in the process of being in the music industry, I met a lot of people that had a lot of mental illness. You know, a lot of those stars are bipolar. So you see two different people. You see one person on stage and which is their alter ego. 
That, yeah. yeah, you see it on the alter ego, but then the other person you see that's the real them. You know, they're timid, they're shy. Yeah. And so I, I deal with that kind of like how the, how the entertainers sometimes have to do that for their mind, for, for money, but sometimes their mind will split and it's a real thing. And how you can come and get healed from that. You don't have to be on medication all your life. Mm. So yeah. That one's good in my heart. Yeah. The other one is called Music 101 and it gives advice to artists and different things of the do's and don'ts to do. Mm. Okay. Yep. So those are the three that's out. When's your birthday? I am January twenty eighth. Eh. Aquarius. Eh. <laughs> eh. We we won't knock off the show. We'll we'll keep talking to it. Top of the year. <laughs> that's fine. We, we so look, I want to I want to take it back a little bit. Um, you said that at the age of nineteen, you packed six bags. And you hopped on a Greyhound bus. First of all, where were you coming from? Uh, I was coming from Tulsa, Oklahoma to St. Louis, Missouri. Okay. So you arrive in St. Louis. You just happen to know Nellie's auntie. <laughs> I, I didn't know, know her. I called her. I called her on the phone. How'd you get her number? From the from the website for the his oh, nonprofit. Okay. Okay. Got you, got you, got you. Okay, so you call, you, you reach out to, to auntie. Um, how did that conversation go? I said, hi, do y'all need help? Do y'all need good help with your organization? I can, I can see y'all need this and that and this and that. <laughs> to the point. Yeah. Yeah. Basically and, like, Hey, I'm your girl. I need, I love what y'all do. Can I help? Yeah. And, and so how did the in initial meeting with Nelly go? Well, I had an interview first at his company. Um, his, he had an energy drink called Pimp Juice. And yep. I started as an intern for his company because he had um, Pimp Juice, Apple Bottoms, Dirty Entertainment. He was doing so much at once for Show for Kids, Justice for Jackie, all that under one umbrella. And so I started off as an intern. And that's how I got my foot in the door. Did yeah, you do any I work? Met, I initially met DJ Snow, who is Chingy's DJ. That's mm -hmm. how I, I um, initially knew about St. Louis. But okay. I just decided to up and move there because I was like, if I'm if it's gonna, I'm gonna make it happen. I ain't got no kids. I ain't got no obligation. All these men are fine. They all got money. I I can do this. I can do this. <laughs> yeah, the, the reason, right? Yeah, basically. <laughs> no, the, the, the reason the reason that I, I asked those questions is because, um, I know where Nelly was mm -hmm. as a force in the entertainment industry at that time. Yeah. Um, not only him, but the St. Lunatics and anybody else that he may have had around him at that time. Yeah. And I know how a lot of young men that pretty much have access to anything that they want in the world might react to just a woman, a young woman at that age, just coming out of the blue and saying, hey, I want to, you yeah. know, I want to be a part of what you're doing. That can be yeah. mis misconstrued and, and taken in a lot of different ways. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So my question to you, and you said that you were going to be transparent. I am. Did there, did there ever did there ever come a time where you were made to feel uncomfortable? You were you were made to feel violated or or in any kind of way, or was this, you know, a pretty good professional? And, and working relationship with you guys? As far as with Nelly? Yeah. Yeah, him in particular, never. Okay. Um, I know we heard a lot of stories about him and stuff like that, but 
when I met him, he was a complete gentleman. Yeah. And that's what I that's what I get from him. That's that's what I get. Yeah. From him. He was he was humble. You know, he's very, 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 um, very humble, very kind. Um, and his family, like I know his uncle, his mom, I knew his grandma, they all like took me in. So I, I, I think, I think, I mean, you know, you have different people say different things, but for me, he's never tried to, and I even, and I'll say it publicly, he has had the rape aggravations, a lot of that stuff, even with the stuff going on with, on with T.I. and Tiny right now. But as far as me, I've never had that from um, Nelly or from T.I. So I can only speak on my experience yeah. and I still respect Nelly to the day, you know? Yeah. Now, now but, for some other ones, I will say yeah. I definitely. It has been some times where I felt like my even my life was in danger. Or I remember one time it was like it was like ten of them in the room. It was one celebrity. I won't say the name, but it was ten of them, and it was only me and a girl. And I literally had to give her up unless you know they they were looking at me like, well, what y'all gonna do? And I was like, I'm not doing nothing. Like you know, I'm under I'm Nelly, but I'm, I'm sure she. You know, do you get down like that? And she was like, not really, but I was like, come on, you can just do, you know? So basically they kind of like ran the train on her, but I I wasn't, I was a part of that, that, but I have never been in that position. I know y'all, I'm raw and gutter, but I mean, no, it's the I truth. Think, so we just talked real. about not judging people and everything. Yeah. So yeah. we was just trying to get it together as we were living. <laughs> it's like, you're a whole pimp. No, seriously, and, 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 but see, the thing about it with that industry, with that force, you either have to be you know, you either have to like be a pimp or you're gonna get pimped. You either have to right. like, and I'm talking about from a, you have to have that stance like, okay, y'all don't have to just run me any type of way. I'm gonna make this happen. I'm gonna make this. Cause I even had pimp men too, you know? So it's just not that. It's like, we're gonna make it happen regardless. But I had to have that type of cold heart, you know? Because it's like, it, it was either eat or be eaten in that type of atmosphere. So, Twan, you all right? Yeah, I was getting ready to ask. So basically, it was a situation where, you're not going to use me yeah. as the object, but I can get you the object. But I got somebody. Yep. Yep. But I got somebody. I'm the plug. All right. Yeah. So and psychologically, they- mentally, like yeah. you see celebrities, literally, that's a lot, like, like one of the reasons why they get high out of their mind. That's because right. in that process, they had the, I'm a, I'm a live or I'm a die. So That's you right. had the residue from that. Did you ever get overwhelmed or um, needing mental assistance yourself because you had to deal with what you did? Not that I'm oh judging what you did, but everything wasn't all good. No, Does yeah, that and, and, that's, you? And, and that's real. Um, I definitely, I definitely had to. I went crazy, like, and then it was right. I remember. I never forget. It was right after Hurricane Katrina. And that's why I wrote the other book, I'm Not Crazy, because I, I was like, because, you know, I grew up in a Bible-believing home. My mom, uh, she's, she's gone to be with the Lord, but God bless her soul. She raised me right. Good morals, this stand. <laughs> you know, nobody don't pimp out no girl. You know, you don't even love money that deep that you'll do whatever. So I right. kind of went straight all the way into the devil's camp. I went left. I don't know what happened to me. But anyway, after I did all that stuff, I started smoking weed every day. You know, got into some for real drugs like cocaine and stuff because I was like, how am I doing this to these people, these women? And then I've seen murders and I'm like, a lot of that stuff could have been avoided if I would have spoke up and been like, no, don't do that because blah, blah, blah. So I'm dealing with that. And I and after a while, you just you get betrayed. You get set up. You don't know who's who, who's friends with who. 
everybody like dying. So it's kind of like I had a mental breakdown. And that's because of the, a lot of the choices I was making, you know, because you can't you can smoke for a while. You can drink, but you can't always um, like deal with that, those memories. And that's why a lot of the rappers do. All you always see them high because it's like they done done so much dirt and they know it. It's like their conscience eats them alive, you know. Right. So in your mental breakdown, was that weeks, years, months? Oh no, thank God, not years. It was it was weeks. I say after yeah. Hurricane Katrina, then I spent like maybe, maybe a well, I got I got evaluated because I was just like, I can't do this tomorrow and I couldn't sleep for a couple four four or five days. But then after that, I went to went into a facility for like a couple of weeks weeks. I never forget it was all it was around the all-star game. I was so mad because I didn't go to go to the all-star game. You know, that's a lot of money at the all-star game. But <laughs> I just needed that time to just like take a break. And get my mind together. And I really started sleeping. Because I had, I mean, I slept maybe like three, three hours a night for maybe years. That's running the part running of. Like, Yeah. You are exhausted. Like, I feel, wow. When you're dealing with all that and you're not mentally, you know, you're not there. <laughs> it was just a lot. So. And what's I, your I drive? Huh? I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, no, no. You were saying, what's my what? What's your drive? Like, what are you addicted to or attracted to? Was it the money or? I would say the money and the fact, like the power. It was, it, it was the power. Cause I was, um, and I, I write about it in my book. Like if you, if you, depending on how you were raised, if you were raised, like a lot of people rejected you and told you you couldn't do a certain thing. You have this mm. mentality and a lot of the rappers do. And that's why you get them at you see them at the war shows and they say, I want to thank my mama, God, and all my haters who didn't believe in me. You know, right? <laughs> you got right. this certain mentality, like I can just because you told me I couldn't do it, I'm gonna prove you wrong and I'm gonna be somebody. Right. So it was, it was more of the power, the power and the money. I said power and money was hand in hand. That's what drew me. Like to have somebody at their like if you like if you were connected to a celebrity. That's a lot of status and a lot in people's mind. It's a lot of power because if they say do something, everybody gonna move, you know. And so if they tell you to do something or they tell you hand it over the power to listen to you, then everybody gonna move when you say it. Mm, so right. People crave, right. people crave that power, you know. So and you have a piece that's I'm sorry. Go ahead, Nina. Go that's ahead. similar to mine being the plug. There's a yeah. certain type of adrenaline. That you get mm -hmm. when you connect of yep. being it's a it's a subdivision of power, but it's making things happen. And that's, that's right. a part that you can easily get. You can like that. I like it when I make things work, when I put that's things right. together or people together. That's that's why I asked you, because it didn't seem like money was your number one drive. It was yeah, you're so busy. Yeah. It's yeah. that energy. <laughs> It was that rough. Yeah, so, that Mr. So, McTwan. <laughs> McDowell's. So, so <laughs> you, you, <laughs> you started out as an intern with Nelly. Did that ever get to a point where you were like on the payroll and actually making legitimate money or were, were you just paying your bills and you, surviving your day to day stuff just off of the hustle that you that you had going on up there? No, I never got on his payroll. What happened was after that, I would, um, people would ask me to do, okay, I got this party come up with bone thugs. I need you to do that. I was going to ask you and about so them. I would do, you know I mean? 
Yeah, so I used Nelly name to get in the door, but then I right. made so much money more than people would on payroll because mm. I'm making money, no taxes, no thing. I don't, they hand me a wad of cash. Yeah, That's I'm making sweet. money. You know, I'm making money from the, the parties. I'm making money from the pimping the girls late at night. I'm making money from the strip clubs to go get the girls. I'm making money if they have the strip clubs and they need change. I'm making it. I'm making it if you want to go meet the rappers and the DJs. <laughs> You know, if you want to meet the rappers and the DJs, so you're going to pay me some before I let you in the door, you know, because I connected y'all. So, yeah, it's like I, I, I think it's like, I'm sorry, y'all. I think it as I can make more money just behind his name because I know my skills. And then if you let me, if you let me in the door, I'm talking to Snoop. We're talking to Maya. I did some with her, some with this one. We're going to Atlanta. We're going to Dallas. We making it in so many avenues. That is so much money coming in, you know? The perks alone is somebody's salary. Seriously? Pretty much. Yes. I live yeah. that party life. There's so much money. What you said. What you said. You're my hero. You get a certificate. <laughs> Write her up something for the day, Twan. Get it over to her team immediately. I oh. know how you flow. I am impressed, sis. Black girl uh, yeah. magic. I yeah. just had... I just contacted your people. So... <laughs> so... How did the connection with Bone Thugs? I, I saw a picture. When I saw that picture of you and Bone Thugs, I went into instant hate mode because that's one of my favorite groups of all time. I love Bone Thugs and Harmony. I was like, ah! How did that relationship start? And what was the relationship with you and them? Was it pretty much the same? Smokey. Uh, <laughs> um, let's see. That's a good question. Um, I did a few um events with them and promotions you know um that one was more personal i would say because when i first met lazy bone we we weren't on no business tip i mean we were at an event but we um we kind of like i went into counseling mode right then the group was kind of split up him and busy one really touring together and so i kind of went into counseling mode the first night i met him on tour and we were just talking about how um, he felt about Easy E, Tupac, and Biggie. You know, so I would say that was more of the another one of the branches that I do. It was more personal than business. Yeah, and they're they're still good. You know, good people to this day. They're real down to earth. But yeah. So was there ever any hesitancy once you made that decision to put all of this in a book? And I think Nina kind of touched on this. Was there ever any hesitancy, any fear that if I put these names out there and I put these events out there, um, there may be some backlash, there may be some repercussions. I mean, definitely, de there, there, was, there was a definite um, <laughs> hesitant. I was definitely, definitely hesitant. And then my family was like scared of my um, well-being, like somebody gonna get you. But I was like, right, you come know what over here. Yeah. They was like, anybody want to work with you? A lot of stuff was negative with that. But you know what I did? I thought about the man that I gave CPR to before he died. I thought mm -hmm. about the girl still getting pimped out in the hotel. I thought about the young girls, 14, getting raped, you know? So when I think about the people that, even though they live in a glamorous life, but a lot of them don't know, not saying it's all bad, but some people in there are very bad and evil. So my whole thing is I don't want nobody to get hurt like I seen the hurt in there. 
So I would risk my life. You know what I mean? I would risk whatever, everything, because I'm not going to let these people drown when I know I got a life jacket for this. I know the mental torment you're going through. You don't got to commit suicide. You can call me. We're going to work this thing out. We got to pray. If I got to come out there and spend two, two nights with you in a hotel with my pastor and some other counselors, we're going to do what we got to do. You got somebody that not just going to give you, you know, clap for your Grammy, clap for your fame and keep using you and seeing that you can use, but you suicidal, you depressed. That's who I wrote the book for. I dedicated it to the celebrities that suffering in silence, even to this day. You know, because if their mom died, they still got to go on and perform. If they, their cousin just got shot, people, the record label just want to know where the money at. So that's who I did it for. And it outweighed about my life or, at what you know, my thoughts and my fears and all that, if that makes sense. So makes a lot. does it even, does it ease your pain a little? Like, is that a, a part of your give back? It is. It definitely is. It definitely is. So what was the moment? What what was the moment when you woke you up and doing it differently? It, yeah, when you woke up and said, Yo, I can't I can't do this anymore. Wow. Was what was something the moment? in particular that happened, or was it just like a, a revelation of all of the things rolled up in one where you just said that's it? Yeah, it, it was kind of like you know how you can have it's God trying to get your attention, you can have one way, let's say it's somebody that's selling dope, they can have one wake up call where their friend got shot. Okay, kind of shook them, but they back to that block, they back to the money, you know? <laughs> then they can have another incident and another, but then when their little cousin come to them and be like, I wanna, I wanna make money like you and sell dope, it kind of be like, whoa, what am I doing? So it kind of was a lot of events that led up to me finally being like, you know what y'all, this is not worth the money. It's not even worth the power. And then, uh, y'all, on the, on the real tip, we was lying. We would say that we were good. Oh, yeah, we living the life. It's the best life. But and really, we couldn't even go a day without drinking, smoking, or, you know, doing a line. So it wasn't really what we portrayed it to be. It was all a facade and mirrors. So I was like, it's another way to do this where we can still use our talents, but we can be, we can be honest about, you know, the life that we really live. If that makes so, sense. So, I, yeah. so to answer your question, it was like a series of events. It wasn't just one time. So, so what was that transition between uh, wiping my hands of this? We can do something different, and to where you are now. Like, how was that? How was that? And do you? And then, as a part two to that, do you ever feel like you have been or may ever be blackballed because of all of this that you've done since you wiped your hands from everything? Um, the okay, well, I didn't answer the first one. The transition was after that. Um, I kind of went cold turkey and I dropped it. And you know, God, um, He led me to some people, some prayer warriors, and then I got counseling, you know. So the transition was basically going through the healing process. You know, a lot of times we do a lot of stuff, we've been raped, molested, a whole bunch of stuff in our life, betrayed, seen a lot of murders, and we believe that we are we just gonna get right in two weeks or three months. You know, I went through like six years of counseling. Just pulling back the layers, talking about the murders, talking about the betrayals, all that. And then I went through a healing process. And then it's like, okay, now I can go help some others who've been in my situation before. So that's what the, the transition, you know, having the strong people around me to help me kind of do it the right way and have the right motives of what I'm doing stuff, you know? But um, Black, Black Bob, no. I mean, that might come up, but 
I don't know, the people who knew me, because I used to go by Star Jones, the people who knew me and who I party with, to this day, they'll still text my phone or inbox me and be like, um, I need prayer. You know, I couldn't sleep last night. Or I'd be like, how you doing? I know somebody died. So to me, it, it's kind of like, um, it's kind of like I have real relationships in that, in that world. And we went through real traumas together. So it's like, if, if they do blackball me, even some of the celebrities that's bigger than them will be like, we're going to blackball you. If that makes sense. Because I know them and their family personally, you know, and I'm They're already the blackballers. Right. Exactly. Right. You know, because right. I know the I know these DJs. I know the DJs who's playing the, the, the big people's song. You know what I mean? I know the tour, the tour manager. I used to I know these people, you know, and they really know me. Like we're really good. So, right. so, so, yeah. so what I'll... did you drop? Oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. Go ahead, Nina. Go ahead. What did you drop? The music promo part? What what part don't you do anymore? I, you know what I dropped? I didn't because I still do what I do. Like I still give consultant. I still promote me. I dropped drop the party. My motive, my the, the my heart. Mm. That's what that's what died. The reason why I was doing it. I, like you said, I was all about power and all about money. So now it, I, I I never saw a person. You know how you just see a person for what you can get from them. That's how I saw people. I saw people like mm -hmm. how I can use them and use them as a puppet. I mean, literally, they were, they were cash cows to me. I didn't really care about the celebrities or if they was hurting or not. I'm like, just keep the bottles popping. <laughs> like, so why are you so, telling me about how your uncle died? <laughs> <laughs> right. Wow. You know so I mean? when you so so when you walked away from there, mm -hmm. um, and you didn't have that that extra money, you didn't have that pet money, you didn't have that party money. How were you Man. able to still maintain? Because bills still had to be paid. Life still had to go on. I would say I had to put my faith out there. That's where faith come in. And I, and I, I would keep it you not. To this day, people bought me, um, God just put it on people's hearts to buy me a whole new wardrobe, pay, pay my rent, give me a car. I got two cars given to me. You know what I mean? They would just give me stuff and just bless me. Because I told God, I said, God, I know I'm gifted. I know I'm talented. I know I got a networking ability. I said, I don't want to hook prostitutes up with pimps. You know, I want to hook up the right people that need to be hooked up. I want to help those people who do got talent, you know, and to meet the radio people. But I want to do it the right way, with the right motive. And so when I said that prayer, he kind of like cleaned up my motives and everything. He took me to the counselor. And in that time, I didn't work. He supernaturally provided. Literally, y'all. Yeah. Okay. And so now I'm doing what I used to do before, but not, not, I'm not going to promote no songs that's like kind of, you know, using women as, you know, just seeing women for a prostitute or whatever. You know what I mean? And you mm -hmm. ain't pimping no more. Yes. Look. Yay. <laughs> so is there, yeah. in, in the midst of the industry, are mm -hmm. there safe havens for somebody exactly like yourself? Like, before these people became famous, they grew up into a church, they got in the industry, things went left, and they are craving God. Casey How and did Jojo. They get the connection? Yep. Casey How and Jojo. How do they get the connection? How do they get to a safe haven? Um, that is such a good that's a that's like such when a good you question. were going through it, you reached out to somebody of your faith for help. Yeah. How do they um, do that? That's a good question. And that's one I've been trying to solve because there really is, 
I mean, you got, you, you don't, and, and this, I mean, to answer your question is we're actually, me and my, the counselor that walked me through it, we're literally working on a program, which will be a state and houses where they can actually come and detox from whatever they need to detox from, whether it's that fast life, you know, so we're working on that now. But as far as tell what I would tell them to reach out to is somebody that you know that won't try to pimp their stardom. Because we've got a lot of celebrities that try to come out and go to these pastors, but they like, come to us so you can bring a crowd in. Come to us, we'll put you on the front row and give you a microphone. And then the next Sunday, it'll be exactly 5,000 people in the stands. So that's not the type of people they need to go to. They need to go to people who don't care about the stardom and really care about their, their well-being. And we will have a program for that coming up, you know? We, I'm literally in the work of writing it up and getting grants and everything. But for right now, I mean, there isn't there there is some like that, but it's not it's not a yeah, it's pretty hard. That's why a lot of them are just feel stuck. A lot of them have reached out. You've seen it. They like I won't out. I'm R. Kelly even made a song about it. Like he said, I won't out, Mama. You know, they always crying out in their songs. It's too much for us to handle. But a lot of people, like even with the pastors, sad to say, they'll put them up on the savings so they can bring the money in because people means money, you know? So I, I'm creating a, 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 um, a solution for that question, for the problem. Gotcha. Love solutions. So other than the author, wow. if you're talking to this audience, is it any other product? or service that you sell or that would be appealing that you want to get out there? Um, I would say um, book writing. I love to help people get their story out. Even if it's just a how to do, like y'all could do one, how to do podcasting, how to be a, a, a person. Well, on no. I'll be late. I'll be in my car late. I don't I just, talk to Mr. Antoine right. We just, just work. I just set up a link and send it out. <laughs> And we just get on here and kick it for an hour or two. And that's about that it. So fun. And it just yeah. ends up being an amazing show because we have people like you that are willing to be transparent and talk about it. Transparent. Right. That's yeah. helpful. I love doing consulting. I love seeing black entrepreneurship. I'm full of ideas. So if you give me a business idea, you just need a little help. It's only like maybe a hundred, a hundred. It starts at a hundred dollars to just consult. What's that? You, What's that? For the entrepreneur, entrepreneurship. If you have an idea, if you have a business, you call me and I can do consulting. I can give you strategies on how to get your business out, who to talk to, give you some connections. And then, of course, authors. I love working with authors, help them write their book, get their story out. Um, and then marketing. I, I still, I still do marketing. Um, in the meantime, like if you have a product that's already doing good, but you need some more boost, you need to talk about it on different platforms. That's something I do too. To the you know, regular Ooh. people. I need you. I so really do. Yeah. So when I so yeah. when I drop this sweatsuit line later on this year, you can get my sweatsuits into the hands of the right people. Extra long. We, can, we can get some of the celebrities to wear it. Hey. They nah. gotta be tall. No, they really? don't. Like no, they don't. <laughs> no, they don't. I'm making stuff for the stuff for the hype deprived people like you too, Nina. Oh, deprived. Okay, yeah. that's what you should name it then. Hype deprived. No. Yeah. So look, I was in a workshop the other day, and this was a really complicated, hard question for me to answer. If okay. you can only do one thing, one job, one business, what would it be? 
Whoa. Because you're so good at a whole lot of stuff. That's why it was hard for me. But you can only yeah. pick one. What, what was your answer? <laughs> <Damn>. um, <laughs> don't question me. <laughs> I'm not under. The views uh, expressed by Nina the Original Party Girl <laughs> are those of Nina the Original Party Girl and not those of the Access Granite Pod stream. Okay. <laughs> y'all are, are wild. I'm having fun. I, I, would, I, would say, I would say belief therapist counseling. Mm. Tell me more, sis. Are you teaching I, I me to reach for a goal and believe that I have the goal or I can attain? Where's my belief come in in your process? Tell me how that works. Your, I mean, belief comes from what we've been told and what we experienced, you know? So if you if if you had a lot of bullying or somebody told you that you couldn't do something your whole life, you was too light skinned, you was too dark skinned, you too short, you too tall, you too you don't know enough people, you lived in poverty, ain't no way you can do all that, you know? That you it can come from a you're system. A girl. Yeah, you you oh my gosh, you're a woman. You know how many people told me that you're not gonna make an industry because you're a woman, and just a lot of stuff that people. Um, form our belief system, and then our, we own from our experiences. Let's say if you fail, you can, your perception you took it as, oh, I must not be smart enough. I failed, you know. Mm. So you have to, and you have to really when when you go back to why you believe, ask yourself why do you do what you do, and why do you believe how you believe? Like who told you you couldn't write that book, start that podcast, go go sell a million of your sweatsuit? Like who told you a celebrity won't want to endorse? You can't get endorsement from a celebrity. Who told you you couldn't? Like you, you can't see limitations on what you want to do and what you believe. Because if anything that told you you couldn't, it's a belief system, and you got it from somewhere if you track it back. Yep. Great, great, great. We, now, uh, what's your your perfect audience? Is that that's grown people or pre-grown people or people that's trying to do career moves and stuff? Who's your greater audience with that that piece? I would say celebrities, yeah. Mm. Yeah. So it's you still gonna be ce celebrity involved in some kind of way, no matter what it is that you're doing. At this point. Yeah, because y'all know I, I stopped for five to seven years, like not trying to do that, but they still was reaching out to me while I'm going through therapy myself. <laughs> mm. So I, mm. it's kind of like I got a wake up call. I was like, okay, maybe God has granted me access to these people, like Queen Esther. Granted mm. access. God does that? What a coincidence. <laughs> you know it. <laughs> Some people so just got favor with people like that, you know? Yeah, so so before, before we went on air, you and I were talking a little bit of my history. Nina, can you yeah. get your forehead out of the picture? Please, that's all I saw was. <laughs> and, um, you know, I was telling you how I got started in, in, in this radio thing and Oh, Nina and I, to this day, I still don't know how in the heck I met Nina. Honestly, she just popped up one day and was there. And we've been kind of attached at the hip ever, ever since. But uh. even when we decided to start this venture, I feel like, how, how can I say this in a nice way? I feel like some of the congratulations weren't genuine. Wow. From your friends and family and fans? From from people. From people. 
because there's a there's a lot of there's a lot of different shows and stations and podcasts and so on and so on and so on like this is a very this is a very saturated market <laughs> in this city right now so i think i hit nina up on like the the last week in november maybe and it was mm-hmm. like oh we going live next week i'm stop i'm gonna stop thinking about it i'm gonna stop pondering on it I got me somebody that we can talk to. We're just going to go do it. And it's kind of, it kind of went off from there. What would be your advice to me? Um, and you can't charge me for this consultation because I only got like $4 in my pocket right now. And I need that for. The two of that is mine. The two of that is Nina. So. <laughs> I would say my advice is um, don't, you know, don't listen to what everybody's saying or what other people are doing. Even in the city, like you tell me a little bit about the city of Baltimore, just all that going on. You, you said that you want to, your whole thing is telling people that there's other things that go on outside that city, you know? So if you, if that. That was in the past. That was, that was Baltimore favorite radio. That was the first oh. six years. So what? Well, kinda, I'll ask you this. what what's your passion right now for having this? What do you want people? Because like you said, there's other people doing it. So many other thousands are doing. What do you want people to take after they listen to your your show? After they listen to it, you know? Because because now you- because now I'm kind of doing things in reverse. At with mm-hmm. the the Baltimore Flavor Show, it was bringing Baltimore to the world. Now I'm kind of okay. doing it the opposite way and trying to bring the world to Baltimore and to, to talk to people that a lot of people in Baltimore see, but don't know the true stories behind them. Yeah. So, and you know and, and that's what so you should focus kind of, on. Yeah, definitely. I mean, and we're going to do I, it regardless, but. Yeah. And I feel like as far as my advice to you would, do that, like I was saying, without limitations, as far as let's say um, you want it's some, it's a celebrity or somebody an entrepreneur that you admire and that you know, you said you want to bring that to Baltimore. You want to inspire people to do entrepreneurship or whatever, Black news or whatever you want to inspire people to do. Get somebody of that icon and interview them, you know? Oh, And so people can, so people can be exposed to that. Because like through, through media, what do you what y'all are doing? What we do is exposing people to a whole nother world. Yeah, so they can be inspired. So they can be like, like oh my God, I, I, I haven't been outside my neighborhood, but because they told that story, because I heard this, I believe that I can do something with it. Blah, 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 blah. You know, it, it kind of it, it starts a, an effect, you know, to get the wheels turning on with everybody. Yeah. We've gotten yeah. off to a we've gotten off to a pretty decent start. And I have a bucket list that if I if I tell you how long it is, you won't see my hands on the camera. That's how long my bucket list is of, of people um, that we're gonna that we're gonna try to that we're gonna try to get on here. But you know, unfortunately, what Nina? <laughs> oh, you saw that? Yeah. Use a piece. She said something earlier about telling her no. No can be a motivator. In a lot of situations, so if 
if you feel like they're they're saying you shouldn't be doing this, I ain't happy for you. Besides showing them what you're trying to say, like she said, you use that no to make that the best yes for you. Oh, we've been doing that. We've been doing that for six years now. So you know, I don't even pay attention, right? So I'm listening to her. I mean, you when you're describing what your show means, it's and like then, that's that's the first time I got it. Your mission state, yeah, statement then, all in one. I was like, oh, that's what we're doing. Okay. Yeah, and then even no, see, I said that on I said that on the first show, and I'm gonna need you to go back on the YouTube channel and and look at our very first show with uh. T Quest and I and I talked about that at the end, but even with the people that I've reached out to, and I've had people either not respond, or they'll respond and say we're not doing interviews at this time. I've had people ask for money. Wow, to do an interview? Yeah, they do that. Do they do that. And, and 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 I gotta say this because damn, I done brought it up now. Um. Wow. I'm gonna be transparent with this, okay? So, ironically, both of the people that have asked me for money are MCs from Philly, okay? The first MC, he's only known because he was on MTV's Making the Band and he walked for Cheesecake. Oh, he's more known I'm for that. Ready. He's more known for that than anything that he's done since that's been over. The second person that I asked was a member, a former member of State Property, with Beanie Siegel and Young Chris mm-hmm. and all of them. And out of all of the members of State Property, he was probably the lowest on the totem pole. And I don't know if this is being arrogant or not, but I kind of took this attitude where I said, bro, for the people that we've had here that I would have paid money for, there's no way in God's green earth I'm paying you. Not only that, but you should be insulted. You should be insulted or you should be ashamed of yourself for the little bit of money that you're asking for. Like if that's all it takes, like, there's certain people that I would that I would understand if they were asking for money. And there were there are certain people that if I could have it in the budget and they ask for money, I would pay it just because I know that that would be a major benefit for us. Mm-hmm. But these two dudes. They know they worth to a certain degree that I give away a lot. I'm gonna tell you like conversation you have for 30 minutes. That's 30 minutes of my day I can't get back. You're so although I might not like that they did that, I am learning to adapt some people's processes. I need to get paid for them 30 minutes. I would pay a Baltimore artist before I paid either one of those two. Just me. Just me. Because the show's gonna go on with or without you. And I feel and I feel like because because you haven't been in a spotlight really doing anything since then, this is like a win win. I'm not asking you to fly to Baltimore and pull up to the radio station at 6418 Bel Air Road. I'm asking you to click a link on your phone. You know what I mean? I don't think this is too much to ask. I just. I'm different. 
I'm different. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't pay this when this is saying, oh, okay, yeah, just send me the link and let me know what day you want to be on. Yeah. Okay. Esther, do they call you Esther? Yes, they do now. No, they, they do. call they do now. Okay. <laughs> she looked like she was getting ready to tell you something. So I was introducing <laughs> her again. No. Oh, well, I mean, I would, I definitely see, because y'all have the personality for it and everything. And I would definitely just, I would, just to continue on the advice, I would say to think outside the box. Like what, I, and I've seen a lot of radio interviews, a lot of interviews, just media, period. But something that people don't have is kind of like, um, just kind of like having fun on air. But if y'all could, like, even with you, like with her personality, the party girl, you know, y'all could do like role play with the celebrities, like, like different, like have different, because what's, what's going to stand you apart is having different strategic ideas and putting that into play in every show. So you can build up an expectation. Like we don't know what's going to happen on this show. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like we never know because y'all had that type of personality. It's kind of like y'all go together so good and balance each other out. That if y'all do, I mean, y'all do, but I love the dynamic. The dynamics of it. And if you bring somebody else to who, whatever passion, whatever y'all, you know, talking about that subject, but if you just have spontaneous stuff that y'all do, y'all can come up and think of that only happens on this show. So people will go to your show just to see that, if that makes sense. And, so and start right. to look forward to it. So I can have a whole situation wrapped around the party part with you. That's a whole different conversation right there. (laughs) That is. I mean, like, we could talk for days about parties. For real. real. Do you know we have about 10,000 viewers? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And I'll come, I'll start going to the party and talking to you while I'm in it. It's like, is that a Tiger Diddy? I'm scared. (laughs) I have to go now. Enough of the part. The party is over. <laughs> the party oh, is definitely over when Nina leaves. So, so what would the role play of Esther be right now? Oh Lord, I was giving uh-huh. the idea. I, 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 mm-hmm. I got stuck on role I play. And I went back to her pimp days in my head. All of that happened in three seconds. My bad. I will focus better. Hello? <laughs> you see what I got to go through? You see, Esther, this is every every show, Esther. She just... Like me, if we, me and Esther was in the same room, that's a lot of heat right there. If we were actually in the same room. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, yeah, it'd be a lot because you doing and, six things, I'm doing four. That's ten <laughs> things. That's right. And y'all, y'all may be in the same room when she comes to Baltimore. She says she likes it here, and she may be back at some point soon. I love Baltimore. Yeah, so. you do. You love seafood. Yes. Hey, I Nina, need the meat have, and meat. Hey. We don't have no meat and potato guests. Everybody likes seafood. Yeah. But I, I, was like about to say, food, but I like seafood. I was about to say, we can't feed every guest that comes to Baltimore, Nina. We ain't got that in the budget right now. <laughs> My daughter got some African fish yesterday. I don't, that's not what it's called, but that's where it came from. 
with the head still on it. Oh. Mm. Mm. Anyway, mm. what's next, Esther? What I'll do you, what do you want to do that you have it? Wow, that's oh movies. movies well, that's your next. project that you're working on now, and yeah, of course the 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 center, you know, estates for um, you know, the people that's coming out of crisis or trauma. Um, and then I want to get into movies. I want to get into some plays and some dramas. What so, you want to get into it doing? Well, I'll be the actor and director, and then I also write script. So I okay. want to do like my, okay. my first book, The Force Behind the Stars. It's definitely going to be a movie. Um, I even was talking to some people about it. Um, John Singleton people, you know, before. Mm -hmm. Well, it was right after he after he died. I was there when he, I was there when he died with his niece. And so we, we had some stuff in the works, but after that tragedy happened, you know, I had to take a break and then my mom died. But anyway, I wanted to get into movies. Movies. Because yeah. everybody don't read. To see. Right. A lot of people don't read. Oh my. Don't read. Um, yeah. And it makes sense because you've already done the writing piece. And you already actually yeah. lived the life of the movies you'll make. Everybody right. hasn't done that. So yeah, that's a good thing. So you want to be anything the we can do to help? Ah, uh, unless you y'all know some some people who <laughs> who got you their own know the people. <laughs> Look, I'm a I'm a I'm a I'm a divert real quick. Tell you about my life. So when I okay. pulled oh, over on the side of the road, oh, I, I remembered I know somebody that lives over here. So I pulled up in their driveway, texted them on the phone like, "Yo, I'm sitting in your driveway. Don't be alone." And they was like, "All right, bet." And then I was like, can you order some food? <laughs> so I see the delivery driver pulling up behind me. I'm like, I love my life. See, I put, it was small, but I made yeah. it work. I put some things That's together. Right. They say so, close mouth. Close so, mouth. So don't get, don't fed. get fed. What, yeah. what, what did you order, Nina? Uh, Obey wings and a cheeseburger. All they can say is no. Nobody yeah. tells Nina no. I don't know why. I don't know what it is. Nobody tells Nina no. I mean a lot to a lot of people. I, I am very loved. That's all that means. People I care. Love it. Like, I love you, it. You can't she even use access. you can't even use those two N words in the same sentence. It, it I just love it. doesn't happen. What's N words? Nina and no, you can't yes. use those in the same Oh, sense. you know, but do you know that's my full name? My family calls me. They say, Nina, no. Like when I dress and they see my outfit. Like, <laughs> no is my middle name. That's what they call me. Nina, no. And Nina. what do I call you? Nino. Nino. Wait a minute. Yeah, is that's that right. It, but, I, but I stretch it out like, Nino. Yeah, that's what you do. Uh, that's what you do. It's really been fun it. hanging out with you. What's fun for you in real life, Miss Work? I love, I know, right? I love swimming. Oh, um, okay. I do. I love swimming. I love traveling, going to the beach. I love seeing animals in any capacity. I love animals. Yeah. Um, not not like in my house. I like watching animals in cages, <laughs> like the babies. I'm trying to think of what, have I, what do I like that's an animal? You don't. You don't admire like watching. Like when I went to Africa, I love going to the safari and watching animals. Mm. No, that's not your thing. Mm. No, nah, I don't do yeah. safaris either. I'm working better because they are God's creatures, so I need to accept them completely 
in the space that they, but I do get alarmed very, very quickly when I see, a, look, an animal to me is a fly, a bee. They don't got to be the big ones. Just anything that moves faster than me. Oh, I got gotcha. you. Okay. Yep. So, where are you for, what was the best feeling you got from spending your money? When you Whoa, spent your money was, on what, what was it? Best feeling, I would say shoes and purses. Oh, okay. You're a girly girl. Shoes, purses. Well, I'm, I'm not, I, no, I wouldn't say I'm really a girly girl. The first thing, the best I think I spent my money on is trips. So I would I would make a whole bunch of money in the city and then make that spend that money on the next trip we was gonna take. <laughs> okay, okay. I love I love hotels. I like skylines. I like different food. I like different cultures. I like That's different me. countries. You know what I mean? Like if you I love family. hotels. I do. I, do I get it. I love hotels. I like they not COVID stay. ready yet though. The last three I hit wasn't ready. They wasn't ready. Yeah, with the the whole they they didn't even clean non-COVID surfaces. They just was. Oh. It's like when COVID shut the hotel down for months, then they reopened it with no special treatment, sanitizing, none of that. That like I, that situation. I just was in a bathtub with a piece of black hair that was about mm -hmm. twelve inches long. So I'm oh, telling the lady, I'm like, hey, where, did understand. You, where did you stay at one of the motels on Pulaski Highway? No, that was uh the country inn by the the country inn and sweets by Radisson Hotel. So I'm telling the girl, I'm like, they had Rosedale? 12 inches, huh? In Rosedale, no, that was BWI, let's go. Oh, yeah, you did say BWI. So people that cut their hair oh. got a thing about hair. You notice yeah. not my hair, it's black and it's long, and they didn't fix that situation right. And the manager wasn't available, so that's how I'll start my day tomorrow. She's giving us a tour of the house, but then she froze. That's a middle finger, Twan. That's for <laughs> you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'm trying to find the charger because the, the battery's got 4%. We're not going to keep you too much longer. We done burnt no. up her phone. <laughs> that's you don't even... Twan don't know how to work them boxes. Cause you could have made her go away while she looking for it. I didn't you know. All in she, a house. I didn't know she was doing all of that. <laughs> I didn't know she was doing all of that. What's this the question bad. that I shouldn't that I should have asked you and we didn't? What's the question you should ask me? You didn't. Mm hmm. Are you married? How many oh, children? Oh, good one. How I am many? not married. No married. I have one daughter. One daughter. Was that the one that was helping you in the beginning? Uh, no. That wasn't okay. No, my daughter's a baby. She's a toddler, four years old. Oh, she's new. Sheesh. They got a nice yeah. brush out the box. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> nice. How's that? Hey, party girl. How do you go from all of that to a that? How was that? Is it a different party all together? <laughs> I still, I still haven't transitioned. <laughs> Does she know that? Like my daughter, because did. of the party, she would say, "What kind of mother are you?" She knew I wasn't oh. a regular one. I only have one, but the party was very much of her life. So that's a book wow. you need to help her write. She could be rich off of that. Yeah, 
That's a good idea. Yeah. Dang. And that's yeah. why you, and that's why your daughter is now going to be catering the parties, Nina. My daughter hates everything about a party because of that. She can wow. stay behind. She can stay behind and just do the cooking. She wanted to be a Jehovah Witness because they don't party. That's how wow. bad. I don't. Yeah, I mean she's she's evening out now, but she had, she's very shy, very introverted. Like she's yeah. she's the opposite of what my lifestyle is. And I'm like, babe, come meet. Look, here's such and such, um, or any artist or whatever. Come meet them, and uh -huh. she could care less. Hold up, she don't right. want no parts of none of that. Hold none up, that's to, that's to keep moving that camera around. Let us see what you got going on in there. What you working with? Come what on, we. All right, take us on a tour. E Joe, take us on e a tour. Joe. Hey. Oh, that's nice and that then. you can even do that. Because if I was at Love home, you. I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> That's the life of the party. Su suitcase and luggage. Suitcase <laughs> and We all in people business. You can't do that, Twan. Why not? She told me she was transparent. So if I told you to show us your house <laughs> and you got them pile of clothes next to the wash machine and dryer, four liquor bottles on that couch right outside that square. I know some drinks is over there. You talking about me? The drinks are over. Shout out to Tipsy Bing, as we all every week. Um, yeah, that's it. The drinks are over. Everything else is just gray walls. I still haven't put anything on the walls down here yet. That's them people you gotta watch with and them the gray walls. They play no, like they don't do nothing. No, these are people that's just lazy and ain't felt like putting nothing up yet. That's all it is. You six <laughs> foot seven. You can paint the ceiling without getting on the ladder. And I did, but that has nothing to do with putting stuff up on the walls. Oh, okay. Mind your business. Stay you started it all looking through her dresser drawers and stuff. <laughs> hey, hey, Ejo, back to you, sweetie now, black girl man. The, if she takes that camera to the bedroom and she starts going through the drawers, then um, show's over. Show's over. <laughs> there you go. My mind went left again. Yeah, I know it did. <laughs> so what else do you have on deck for 2021, Esther? Um, establishing that center for the you know people that's in need. Um, and then more books. I'm gonna write a children. I already wrote a children's book that deal with their self esteem. And oh, then Lord. I mean, um, I really want to make you know start um screenwriting some of the movies. Kind of put it out there, put it into action. Do you do you feel like being locked down during this pandemic for the last year has kind of gotten your creative juices flowing more? Definitely. I um it definitely did. Cause it made me kind of like it brought out different gifts that I didn't even know I had. Like I started editing books and helping people go straight. Cause I'm like, what somebody asked me, they said, I need you to edit my book. And I was like, I don't edit, I'm not an editor. They're like, if you could do it. And I said, Okay. So I just started doing it. And then I'm like, you need to add this to the story, you need to add that. And I was like, that's she said, that's ghostwriting. So I was like, okay, I'm about to start ghostwriting. And I, I've got like, I mean, soon when I did the post, I get like clients all the time to ask me to help them write their book. And, and I, I love I, writing. I'm a writer, so I, I love writing. I love it. And I understand what the ghostwriting is from a music standpoint, as far as mm -hmm. like, you know, a rapper that doesn't, you know, they can't write their own lyrics. They get, you know, somebody else to write their lyrics for them. But when you're ghostwriting, as far as trying to tell someone else's story in a book, 
there's a difference between 16 bars, 32 bars, 48 bars, and telling the whole story in a book. Like when someone comes to you and say, I want you to ghostwrite this book or I want you to tell this story, do you do you like go into investigative mode and try to learn more about the person? Like how does how does that work? Because I can't imagine ghostwriting a book for someone. She knows how to um, tell the story. Yeah, it's a gift that I didn't know I had. I, I, would, I would be like, well, so what happened? They said, well, I want to tell my story, blah, 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 blah. And I said, well, let's, where do you want to start? I said, what's the most interesting event that you remember? You know, before, then we could start there. And it was like, well, I remember when I got jumped in the hallway at, at, at school. So I would be like, um, was it your, what year, freshman year, senior year, my senior year? So I would like go into go into my mind, imaginary, you know, because I'm a movie. I love movies and, and writing. So I was like, it was the the summer day of our our last day of school, and my and as a yes. senior, you know, the, the I remember the hallways being dark. I remember the excitement in the air. I had on these stripped these um cut up jeans on the side with my 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 white white beater shirt. So I'm basically making it come to life, and they just gave me the subject. Yeah, so they give she me... writes them like she tells them. Yeah, yeah, like like that's, if I were that's how you I, talk, I, right? Yeah, I love storytelling. So and and just instead of just saying, "Oh, I was driving down the car and I, I you know, I seen an accident and this lady came out screaming around, you know, like she like a crackhead." I was like, I remember going down this this cold pavement. I remember the rain constantly hitting my front windshield. I couldn't even see in front of my hand. So I'm building up momentum and building the story. No, it smoking a cigarette, plucking ashes on the floor because I can't roll the window down because it's raining. There you go. And I still remember the, the the smell and how I was like, if I could do anything to get this window down. You know, we make it more interesting. So people are like, wow, okay. Nina, all no. Of sudden, all of a sudden, I hear a honk, honk. I thought somebody was, you know, after me. But they like, wow. And it was the police. <laughs> 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 and it's fun because especially on fictional books, you can just use your imagination and just go. And they right. like so, so so when it's more of a nonfiction situation or if it's more of an autobiographical situation, how do you how do you go about doing that? When you have to kind of stick to as close to the story, because I don't think any autobiography is truly one hundred percent, you know what I mean? So how yeah. do you go about how do you go about trying to add that extra glitz and glam, but still sticking to as close to the story as you possibly can? Um, I would tell them we still gonna stick to the story, but we'll just put their put that in there, like you know what they do in the movies. It's based. It's based. If you say based on a true story, mm. that's all it's based on. Not saying that everything that happened, like even with the the Tina and Turner movie, you know, Why Does Who's Fall in Love? It's based on her life. But a lot of the stuff was added. You know, a lot of the stuff they kind of, okay, maybe this is what happened, you know? And a lot of stuff they left out. Yeah. From the book. Yeah. The, book is better than, the book is better than the movie, you know? Yeah. So Always. Kinda, always. Always better. Yeah. It's, it's hard to tell the real story in an hour and a half, so. Yeah. Yeah, so much stuff that you yep. have to leave out. Tasha? Yeah. Mm -hmm. You got the charger? I'm sorry, yo. <laughs> hey, Tasha! 
Hey, Tasha, what's your question? Tasha. Tasha. Come on in, Tasha. Come on in, Tasha. Come on in, Tasha. What it do, baby? All the way from B more. Sending you some love. Sending you some love. Thank you. Thank you. All the way from Baltimore. They're hilarious. We appreciate you. Tell Tasha we appreciate her helping with the technical difficulties before we went on air. How you talking about that's her daughter? I just had to start the car in my mobile studio. I couldn't figure out why I was freezing. It's because I'm outside. <laughs> and your food getting cold. And your food's getting cold. Uh, I seen it come. So, Tom, yeah. do you do? We don't rush off guests because I have food somewhere. That, no, you, you're the star of this show. Oh. Uh, I think we've gotten a lot of good stuff from Esther tonight. So, yeah, like I said, I got my books. You know, the Force Behind the Stars. Um, I'm not crazy. Music 101, and then also just the the sessions to talk if you need to vent, you need to like figure out a situation, or if you're feeling depressed, suicidal, you're feeling manic, you can't sleep. You know, we have resources for you, and it's definitely my heart that anybody that went through what I went through, and you feel like you're alone. Even though you got a lot of money and status and fame, but there is a place where you can come in confidence, confidential, and we're trained, trained counselors, trained therapists that can help you. Or consulting, if it's not that major, consulting for your business, help for your brand, ideas, all that stuff, brand strategy. And your platforms, your social media platforms. How yeah, people- social media, I'm Instagram at Esther Jones underscore Twitter, everything's Esther Jones. Um, Clubhouse, everything's Esther Jones. Facebook, everything's Esther Jones. That's yeah, where so I met you at, Clubhouse. That's right. We met on so Clubhouse. So what are you talking about on Clubhouse? Um, I only did it one time. I haven't been back. <laughs> See, I got it the one time she was on. Perfect. Oh, nice. Perfect time. Yeah, nice. I'll start doing it more, but I haven't been back. Yeah, that's, a, that's a whole lot of goldfish over there. <laughs> yes, it is. I was like, they're doing a lot. They do. But the one thing, you know, the one thing that I've been saying, because we've been talking about Facebook, uh, Facebook, about uh, Clubhouse quite a bit lately. Um, You just have to tread lightly. Mm -hmm. You know, the titles of the rooms aren't always what they seem, but they're they're for the most part, about 70 percent accurate. So you just have to go and kind of, you know, listen in for about 30 seconds, a minute doesn't take that long to get, you know, an idea of whether or not you need to be there or not. And and once you determine that you don't need to be there, just get out <laughs> and go look for something else. Yeah. Um, been, yeah. It has been pretty beneficial to me. So uh, You got to have the time to be doing all that. Like, yeah, I'm just that's managing the, the other ones. It's a whole nother situation. I don't want to get disconnected. Yeah, be so locked in digitally that I lose real life. I'm going to yeah. take real life as much as I can. I got this guy, some DJ named Joe Storm that keeps telling me, hey, you need to come in this room because I'm going to be DJing and da-da-da. I'd be like, Joe, I'll be asleep at 10.30, bro. <laughs> I'll, be, I'll be asleep at 10.30, so. Who yeah. forgot I was out of town? <laughs> and not out of town. That's what you just started. <sighs> Jesus. 
That's our that's our man friend, by the way. That's the in case you wondering why. Shut your whole mouth. Like you put me I'm what? That's your man friend, your fiance, your baby daddy, future. That's the y'all that. So don't don't do that, Nina. Egypt. Esther Jones, <laughs> as we yes. were saying before, he's trying to put my whole what is this digital lifestyle out there into the world? Yeah, yeah, it was uh, a pleasure. More, hey, hey, one more question, Esther. If okay, no, I'm not even gonna say if when the movie drops, uh -huh. of the the you know the behind the scenes stuff. If you decide not to play you. Who would you want to play you in that movie? I have experience. I'm interviewing. No, what, I'm applying. All right, let me. I know okay. how to act in a party. That that one's about the party. Let me rephrase that. What good actress would you want to play you in the movie? It's terrible. Um, and they have to look like her a little bit. Yeah, I was thinking. Um. So I don't know her name. What's the one that um I can't I don't know why I can't think of her name. She came um she came up with um Ice Cube. Yo yo I who? Yo yo. No, 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 not in the rap game. She came up in the in the acting scene. She was in Friday, she was in oh, the Regina, woman Regina King. Is that yes, Regina, Regina King. King. She is a movie yeah. buff. Ding! We got it. Yeah, I would like Regina King. She's she's an awesome actor to me. So she's an awesome actress, but I'm gonna tell you. Um, do you remember the? Do you know the three sisters that are actresses now? They were like the three sisters in what's the movie with Idris Elba? Um, Daddy's Little Girls. Tyler Perry. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. They've been in a few things together, but then they've also been in some stuff separately. I Kinda. could I could see. The oldest daughter. Uh huh. I don't know okay. which one she is, but I could see her playing you in the movie. Yeah, I know her sister is China. Yeah, I never thought about that. Okay. At and one time, I thought they were the same person. Me too. <laughs> <laughs> see, I haven't seen them act since they've been got since they got older. Yeah. Me neither. Yeah. Yeah, I could. I could definitely. We I could definitely. Do we do favorite. Yeah. I could. I could definitely. Yeah. All right, man. Well, we definitely, as I always say, appreciate you coming to spend some time. Nina has this official outro that she wants to say before we get off the air. Nina, do your job. Esther Jones, it was a pleasant, uh, it was a pleasant moment spending this quality time oh, with yes. you. Um, we really were excited about your refreshing and your honesty and your transparency. Yeah. And because you are, you could save a life or help upgrade a life because we now know what it is that you do. Um, and you've given people insight into an industry that you need to be careful navigating in. Um, I respect the part of the part that you played before versus how you're growing up because that's what's happening. You're growing up. So what used to be fun ain't as fun, or you don't have to do that anymore. So That's I respect right. you. I really appreciate that you were honest about that 
transition and how you felt about yourself and what you needed so that you could be mentally stable. Um, as a black woman talking to a black woman, like you all the things I want to be when I grow up, except for I'm older than you. So I got to figure that out, how to do that. Um, and you gave me insight on how to navigate some other processes within that is industry. It's not always about the musician or the actress. It's, it's right. the people around them. And I could so, so relate to that. Um, and I and I just want to know a lot more. And we'll do this later. I'm going to have to call you like my homegirl, sister, cousin, friend. Because yeah. that whole party piece, I know we could talk for days about that. Um, on behalf of Mr. Antoine and Nina, the original party girl, we thank you for granting us access. It's been a pleasure. That was the longest outro. Because you was talking all the other time, so I had to get my talk in. No, there. hold it. Hold it. I was getting ready to say I love it because you didn't just go to the protocol part. You actually. I want her to stay. We acting like we 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 chilling here. It's like we yeah, really yeah. made it. I just want you to stay. Don't play because I ain't got nowhere to go. <laughs> Don't play. That was, Don't that play. was no idea. Nina, you're the yeah. only one sitting in the driveway, Nina. Esther and I, right. we home. So. With some wings. Y'all help yourself. I got some wings in there somewhere. <laughs> I love no, it. But, but Esther, um, definitely thank you. Um, You've just been a willing spirit ever since I reached out to you from day one. So I definitely appreciate that. Thank you for not charging me. Wish you the best in all those goals you're trying to get. We, yeah, we, definitely. We with you um, in that. Yeah, when it's time for the movie, just let me know. We'll come back and do this again. When okay. it's time for the anything, let me know. Yeah, let us know. Yeah. I can follow you. I feel like we family. Yo. Like, I just want to. Right. I'm I like, know, hey, I'm right. Tom, let this lady go and live her life. He all chill. He done drank all the liquor. I never drank at all. Mind your business. <laughs> I feel like I want to invite her over to Sunday dinner or something. Right. You're very comfortable. Yeah, I got to come to Baltimore. Yeah, you got to. You got to. I'll show you the party over here. Yeah. Well, you know what? We about to collab. Come on through, sis. I got something for you. <laughs> that would, yeah. Uh, I think I would skip that party just because. <laughs> I think you should. <laughs> <laughs> All right, man. Um, thanks to everybody that tuned in with us. Facebook Live, YouTube Live. We really appreciate you guys. Um, scrolling through the bottom of the screen right now uh, is our sponsor, Tipsy Fiend. Make sure you reach out to her. Get yourself an adult beverage. Uh, go on the website and order what it is that you want. Put in Access Granite as the discount code and you will receive a little bit of money off of your order. Also, uh, where is it? Now I'm scrolling at the bottom of the screen. Is all of the ways that you can find our podcast. We're on about five or six different platforms. Uh, make sure you check those out. Make sure you follow. Um, like us on the YouTube channel. Subscribe to us. We got some big stuff coming up. I have a possible big announcement that I'm going to tease Nina and say that I know about it and you don't. But stay tuned because there might be some really big stuff coming up for us. Um, and Esther, again, we just appreciate you. Thank you so much. And I know we're going to be talking some more, so I, I ain't even going to say goodbye. We're just going to say thank you and, and enjoy the rest of your evening and all of that good stuff.
Yeah. You ready to leave after? Because we can go another half I, I, hour. I want well, I wanted to give one more um the website where if they do um oh. want counseling or need some resources, um they can go to it's Natasha N-A-T-A-C-H-A Byrams B-R-A-M-S Ministries.com if they want resources or just to know how to, you know, the process, how I did my process and how we work. Always reach out to us for counseling, whatever you need. And how can we find yeah. the book? How can we get the book? Oh, the book is on Amazon outlets. Amazon. Amazon or Barnes and Noble. Either of them. I gotta get it in Walmart or nothing. But it's Amazon. Amazon, and Amazon. The force behind the stars. Um, I'm not crazy. That's dealing with schizophrenic and you know, anxiety, and then music one on one. So we equip you for everything you need to know. Nina, we're back on Thursday. See how uh, she, okay. See how she froze up when I said that. Yes, we'll be right. back. I my phone. Um, our our show on interrelation uh, interracial couples that was rescheduled from last week will be this Thursday. Um, gonna be a very interesting show. So again, we thank everybody for tuning in. Shout out to my man Don Figure. Thank you for always supporting and sharing. We love you. We out of here, man. Esther. Bye, family. We'll talk to you soon. Have a good one. Okay. Okay.